grand rising and priming powerful beings shout out to you it's the holistic motivator and today i'm going to be talking about getting up and out of your tomb now we all have a tomb just because we die just because we're in a tomb doesn't mean we've been dead in the physical uh, sometimes we have dead dreams sometimes we have um, ourselves we die a little bit inside because of a traumatic experience or we're dead in our depression, dead in our anxiety, dead in stress. So death is not just when you lose life, but it's when life is lost from something that used to be living, right? So a lot of people are alive, but they're not really living. And what I mean by that is they have breath in their body, but they're not really giving praise, praise or happy about that breath because the circumstances in their life has taken over their life. So keep tapping into this episode of Ed Talks Daily as I talk about getting up and out of your tomb. Let's get it. Getting up and out of your tomb. This is Ed Talks Daily. Ed Talks Daily is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a holistic mindset that will lead to healthy body, healthy relationships, and in-tune spirit? Join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. Go to edtalksdaily.com to subscribe to this podcast. Once again, this is not just a video on Facebook or YouTube. It's actually a podcast you can listen to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So when you go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you can listen to it every day, all day, every day. I got an episode, almost 500 of them since 2015, since I was at Florida Atlantic University. It's ironic that I say that because when I was in the tomb, I was doing this work. And this is what a lot of people don't know. Like sometimes... In your worst times, you got to do something positive to get you out of the worst times. A lot of people wait till they get better so they can get going. You got to get going so you can get better. I literally, I remember I was literally homeless. I was sad, depressed, failing school. I felt alienated. I got kicked out of an organization I was in. I was going through it. My business was not succeeding. I was personal training. Everything was seemed like it was going wrong. And I, and I just showed up to some to some radio station called Owl TV. And at Owl TV, what I would have what I did was I simply went and I was just sharing my story. I, and then it was a point where I couldn't share stories because not because I couldn't share stories, because I was at a point where I didn't feel as if I had a story to share. And because I was at a point where I didn't feel like I had a story to share, I show, I just shared other people's stories. I was sharing other people's stories, not knowing I was also sharing my own story. So I would actually be on Ed Talks Daily, doing Ed Talks Daily podcast. I'd be playing speakers and motivational, and it'd be playing in the school's radio system, and people probably listen to it. I, to this day, I have no idea who listened to it. I have no idea who heard it. I had no idea who heard Eric Thomas or Les Brown or Jim Rohn that I had in there. I have no clue as to who was tapped in. But what I didn't know for sure is... I know that it didn't matter if somebody was listening to it. 
I knew that this was something that I was told in the dark to do. So sometimes like when you when you at a place where it doesn't feel like you have much life in you, you actually have to speak life to somebody else to get you going. I'm not telling you to become a therapist if you don't know how to be a therapist. But I'm saying you could at least have you could at least talk about what's going on in your mind. And other people will be like, dang, you gave me some courage to speak about my story. So that's actually what got this started. And I, I just wanted to talk to you about dead, dead things. Okay, One of the things that I, I, I said well, er, earlier this week was one of our biggest fears is the fear of dying. Okay, One of our biggest fears is the fear of dying. And one of the reasons why a lot of people actually believed in the Bible and Jesus was actually when he rose Lazarus from the tomb. Because, like, they probably seen people healed before, but may not in the way Jesus healed. They probably seen other things. They probably didn't see somebody walk on water. But they probably seen somebody healed before, maybe. But they probably, they never seen somebody rise from the dead. Right? It was one instance where, where Jesus was like, yo, I, I, I'm going to go to the place where he's at. And I'm actually, I, I'm going to tell him to walk out and I'm going to make sure people see this one. Because... Who has the, the dominion over life and death can only be God. Right, so first, we got to kind of understand death before we can really talk about it. So let's go back and understand debt. Like debt in itself is almost like a person that entered to, through, to the world through our sin. Like debt was in chain till we, till we let it come out of the chain. So basically, it wasn't until Adam sinned that he would surely die. But when surely die, doesn't mean you're going to die, die right down. It means that there's going to be a disconnection from God that's a death. So death sometimes just means being disconnected with God, not necessarily going back to the dirt. So really, when you go back to the debt of your sins, when you go back to the dirt of your past, when you are disconnected from the Creator, you surely died. You just didn't die, die. So whenever I say die, die, I'm saying you die, died. <laughs> die, die mean you dead. You, you done. Done, done. Right? There's die, there's dead, dead. A lot of us, we, we still, we died, but we are dead, dead. So that means you still have a chance to get out of your tomb. Okay? That's what, when, you, when Jesus re-enters your light, he calls you up out of your tomb of, your, of whatever was dead. Now, he brings life back to things. So Lazarus, get up and walk out of your tomb. So one of the things that even though our body's going to die, through Jesus we actually have eternal life. But actually while we're here, we get a chance to, to live and really live. And you know how sometimes you feel dead inside? That's actually a disconnection from your maker. Like the reason why you might feel dead inside is because you're actually disconnected from God. You're like Adam who sinned and ran away thinking that God can't see him, right? You know, God, God asks you questions that should be obvious to you, but he's like, I'm going to ask it to you anyway so you can think about it. He didn't really ask it because he he's omniscient, omnipotent, omni-everywhere. So God ain't asked Adam, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what have you done? What did you do? You? He didn't ask Adam that because he didn't know. He's seen it. He's seen everything. He saw everything that's going underneath the sun. He said it so Adam could think about it. It's like, yo, Adam, where'd you get that bush from? He's like, we was naked. He's like, you naked? You mean you in your body suit? 
I don't know, God probably speak like that, but like, you naked. I mean, you in your body suit, right? It's like, nah, this is, I'm naked. It's like, who told you you were naked? I, I didn't tell you you were naked. Imagine, imagine if we were just all around, walking around in our body suits. That's, that, that'd be different. <laughs> but we wouldn't even know. We'd just be like, we'd be like the chicken. We'd be like the cat. We'd be like the dog. <laughs> With his ball sacks just hanging. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's how the dog walk. Okay, anyways. Long story short, I'm saying this. We think we know better when we become woke, but sometimes woke can separate you from, from the tree of life. And I'm talking about the vine called God, right, pun intended. So a lot of people that the enemy really gives you says, listen, if you if you if you taste the fruit of this new age concept of what it means to be spiritual, you will know it all. And we call that wokeness. But woke people are sometimes sleep in their wokeness because their knowledge has became as fools, as the word says. Why? Because you ate from the tree of what is supposed to supposedly bless your mind, but has robbed you of your obedience to Christ. So sometimes in trying to be woke, you fall far fast asleep and you disconnect yourself from God. And sooner than later, you might be surely dead, but you don't know you're dead because you're not dead dead. And you feel like something is missing and what's missing is you connecting to, to the creator. So we're talking about the first Adam and yet we're still talking about the second Adam. So the first Adam was the father of, our, of, of, of us, Adam. The second Adam was our original father, which was before Adam. Jesus also said, before Abraham, I am. And they tried to stone him. I don't know what's wrong with him. Right? He said, before Abraham, I am. So that means before Adam, Jesus was, Jesus is, not was, and is always, and so I am. Therefore, Jesus is like the first Adam who's been the second Adam because he restored our relationship back with Christ, okay? So now, he did something spectacular in John 11, okay? This is what it says, John 11 verse 4, he says, Jesus said, he heard that Lazarus was sick. All right, we're going to church. I'm taking you to church on the Ed Talks Daily podcast. It's okay. It's all right because this is what Ed talks about daily. So when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is God's glory so that God's sons may be glorified through it. So first, he heard that Lazarus was sick. Then he said, Lazarus, this ain't he, he ain't he ain't gonna die off this sickness. And then he heard that Lazarus is dead. He still he still thought in his head. He didn't think he knows. He's like, Lazarus ain't dead. He's just sleeping. So what's sickness to Christ ain't sickness. And what's death to you, what's sickness to you ain't sickness to Christ. What's death to you is just sleep to God. Because he's like, I will wake them up anyway, even either in the last days. But since I'm here anyways, I will show it to it right now. All right. So she's like, OK, cool. Everybody worrying. And I, Mary was not Mary, the mother of Jesus. Right. Mary. Um, another Mary in the Bible was like, surely, master, some just somewhere it says here. Right. I know the story, so I don't have to look the verses. So Mary was like, yo, brother, 
I well, he didn't say like she didn't say it like that. But Mary was like, <laughs> um, surely he will raise up in the last days. Mary thought that you know Jesus was talking about you know when the resurrection comes, everybody go to heaven, all that good stuff. Jesus was like, well, he would wake up in the last day, but I'm here right now. You don't have to wait for me to come back since I'm here. All right, let, let's. Okay, let. You know how sometimes did you hear that word? Did I have to go back a little bit so you could hear the word? He said he didn't have to wait till he came back because he was here. Like a lot of us, we're waiting till the return of Christ for us to wake up from our sleep and go to heaven when Jesus is here right now that can heal you from the death of surely dying. Surely dying, not meaning die, die, meaning there, there are some parts of you that has been dead. That means when, when the presence of the Lord is here and it's near, we don't have to wait till the end for us to have a new beginning. We could have a new beginning right now. So if you're dead, you can be born again and live. Do you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes you lose a taste for living. Like you lose a taste for life. Like you don't really understand what, what's the purpose of this matrix. It is as if Babylon is going crazy. You're like, what's going on with Babylon? You, do, you don't understand Babylon. You don't want to be part of this life. And God said, listen, I gave up my life so you can be part of this life in the next. I gave it up and I left it with you and in you. Because I am the bread of life. Who, If you eat my flesh and drink from my blood, you will never die. Not just after when you're dead, dead, but you won't die now because your relationship with the Most High God is going to be restored. Do you hear what I'm saying? We're talking about so many different things all at once. And shout out to all my teachers for breaking it down to me in a good point. Shout out to Miles Monroe, by the way. I study Miles Monroe a lot, and he's taught me a lot. And now it's all coming together, together. <laughs> so dying is, is a significant factor because it's also a point of resurrection to a better version of yourself. One of the ways I put, put this is the dark night of the shadow, the, the, the dark night of the soul reveals the light of the spirit. And what I'm saying is you got to be dead to your old self to be born to your new self. So dying is actually a transitional period between your old life and your new life, which was actually your original life. Your original life was not to be in sin and in pain and in hurt and disconnected. Your original intention, the original intention of God was for you to never be disconnected from him anyways. Like God never intended for you to be disconnected from him. But things happen along the pathway that actually disconnected you from the creator. So the enemy doesn't just masquerade as a serpent. The enemy could be your priest. Y'all ready to get in that subject? Uh, the enemy can be the person that seems to be like Morpheus, but he's taking you from one matrix to another. 
the enemy can be a very your 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 esteemed teacher that that actually you don't even know. So darkness masquerade as light. The enemy is not always a serpent, but he's slimy though. The enemy is so slimy that he's not going to lie to you. He's going to tell you a truth that a lie that's masqueraded as truth. It's going to have some truth in it. He's not going to just lie to you where you can obviously detect the lie. Detectable lies are obvious lies that no child would even. Okay, I'm not going to fall for that. Satan is not going to be like, worship Satan. Hey, you should worship me. You're going to be like, no way. I, I, I'm, I'm good off that. Satan gonna be like, I got some power for you. You know, all you need, is, all you need is a red towel, and you need some blood, and you need a voodoo doll. We gonna get some power. And I'll be like, okay, I could do that. You, you want some money? I got some money. I got. You want money? I got, I got money. I know you want money. Got, look, money was supposed to be for us, anyways. We supposed to be rich, but, but how? The enemy is not going to tell you that we're supposed to be wealth off the kingdom of God following his laws or statutes. He's going to be like, steal, kill, destroy, do whatever it takes to get rich. So the enemy is going to lie to you, but it's going to seem as it's partially true. And that's how they get most people. So the most vulnerable people are the people who are seeking to be more woke. Like Eve was like, oh, yeah, I knew God was up to something. <laughs> He was like, I knew God was up to something. Eve didn't know nothing. Like Eve literally had no clue. But she thought she had a clue. And because she thought she had a clue, she she missed up, she missed all of the clues. That this was the enemy talking. So slimy. Devil was so slimy that guy was like, you don't deserve legs. Because if you walk, you're going to be way too crazy. So we're going to make you crawl. <laughs> you're too slimy. You know, there's a lot of slimy people in your life that tries to lie to you about what God promised you and makes you think that what's in the world is better than what's in Christ. And they just lie to you. Literally, you know, they, they, they got you. Because they're a little bit slimy. Right, so we don't want to actually give in to the sliminess of the enemy. We want to give us to the timeliness of God. Going back, a lot of people right now, to get out of your tomb, you need to stop listening to everybody else's voice but God's voice. You need to start listening to the voice of God. You need to, you need to hear Jesus say, get up and walk out of the tomb. Like Jesus got to come and say, yo, get up and walk out. Lazarus is not dead. He's just sleeping. Get up and walk out of the tomb. You got to recognize your shepherd's voice. The Bible says my sheep know my voice. The reason why you can't recognize Jesus and God's voice is because you're not hearing his word. And because you're not hearing his word, you can't hear him. Because in the beginning, there was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Got a little deep. So if you hear God's voice, you got to know God's word. Because God's word is not just the Bible. It's how God communicates. God has a language. 
right? He has a, and the Bible gives you a theme of what that language is. And once you are able to listen to the different stories, then you can tell what the character of God is. So you, you know how to stay in integrity with God, in alignment with God, once you recognize God's voice. So you got to know what God's voice is, because you might hear everybody's voice saying, go over here, go over there. But what did God tell you to do? Right. So one of the major things that we're we consecrating is we're, 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 we're taking away other people's voice from our head. OK. And, and as Mandy said, not only are, do we have to hear God's voice, we got to take off the, the clothes from the grave. You know, sometimes we, we, we wear our scars because it, it, it did make us stronger, but we, we can't just show, show the scar and talk about how bad it was. We got to show the scar to make people the believer. And you don't have to show the scar to everybody, just the one who don't believe. Because when Jesus then walked out of the grave, he was like, yo, it was like one of them was like, I don't know if it's true. What, what you gonna prove? He's like, all right, the clothes are off, but the scar is still there. So he's like, yo, check it out. Now, do you think Jesus needed the scar there? He ain't needed there. He could have got rid of it. But he's like, you know, we we, we want to testify that this is true. He put evidence on evidence on evidence. Yet the yet the leaders still don't believe. The religious leaders, like the Pharisees and some of the Sadducees, mm -hmm. or probably the Sadducees. Who knows? They still don't believe. They're like, no. And they went in the grave. Even when Jesus was out of the grave. So, you know, Lazarus is, is like Lazarus, Jesus, Adam, death, like all of this stuff come all together. It's just it's the Bible has themes that keeps repeating itself and it's telling you a story. And the story is still going on today. So then out of this one thing. Other people all of a sudden want to have their interpretation. They say, you know what? The Jews till this day say this. They're like, the disciples must have came and stole the corpse of Jesus. Instead of saying, Jesus rose from the dead. Because it's not that they're trying to believe. It's just that they're trying to convince you out of your belief. Because they want to hold the power that they have. They like to be called fathers. They like to be listened to and reverenced. Right. But that they that they miss the entire salvation and have are leading people to the slaughterhouse. So when you le listen to religious leaders and not by the testimony of Jesus Christ, you miss out on really hearing what the good news is all about. And that's what keeps you in the tomb. Of being disconnected from your father. So though you may be praying, you may you may wonder. My prayers are not being answered or I don't really hear the voice of God. That's because you're probably not talking to him. You're like, but I'm praying, though. Who are you praying to? A lot of people pray. But a lot of people never acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. A lot of people go to church. But never acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. Muslims pray three times a day. Right. But Jesus to them is just a prophet. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can go to the Father except through me. I mean, he has evidence on evidence on evidence. Before he came, he was. 
Before he came, he sent those to testify his coming. After he came, he sent those to testify that he came. And he did it multiple accounts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. <laughs> and then he says, this is when I'm coming. And he tells you what's happening when it's coming. Then he shared the signs of his coming. You've seen the signs of his coming. And how long will you let them keep you in your grave of being disconnected from God? How long will you let them keep you in your grave of being disconnected from God, seeking God in all the wrong places? When he says the kingdom of heaven is within you. But what opens the door is belief in him. See? So a lot of us right now, we're dead. You are dead. And I don't want to say we're dead because I'm alive in Jesus Christ. So I'm not even going to include myself. A lot of people are dead because you are disconnected from the vine. And you've let other people convict you out of their stupid human wisdom you can be wise and stupid I met a lot of people like that very wise but stupid wisdom because the wisdom is not founded upon the, the truth and once wisdom is not founded upon the truth it's stupidity to Christ so Jesus the Son of God, a.k.a. God in the flesh, looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they might believe you sent me. Right? Jesus did certain things not because he needed to do them, because he needed to set an example of for what us for what for what us to do and he also needed for us to understand the relationship of a son and father and how we should be like he could have just with all his authority in fact he could have stayed wherever he was at he said Lazarus is gonna get up anyway just go over there like he did before but he's like nah this one is different like this is this is a different thing this is going this is right before I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the donkey this is before all of that. This is before they about to. This is before I'm about to fulfill it. Like so, I got I I gotta show you what's gonna happen before it happens, and I'm gonna testify to it through somebody else's life, and and then it's gonna happen in my own. You see, you see how all that's working. So a lot of things that Jesus did was so we just could believe. He didn't need to do them. He he's he's Christ. He's King of kings, the Lord of lords. So, when Jesus, this is 1 John, John 11, verse 43, says, when he said this, Jesus called him in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Yo, you know that still small voice inside of you that sometimes you're in a stuck situation? And, and you, you really hear that God is calling you out of the situation? And God is calling you out of the situation. So sometimes God calls you out of the situation in subtle ways. And it could be through it could be through a dissatisfaction about your life. 
Your come out might not be a big noise. It might just be this more for you. You might just feel like this, this is not enough. You might get to a place where life is not satisfying. You get depressed and you know that's God calling you out of your situation. Sometimes it actually gets worse before it gets better. Like it gets so bad that you, you, you just have to seek the truth because that's what's going to set you free. So when you come out, you might come out as a dead man. You might come out stink. You might come out unclean. But then he said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Like whatever grave you are in, you can't walk out with it and keep those clothes in. You got to take them off. You got to put on a new garment. Yesterday was talking about touching the cloth of the creator. This is about wearing now the robe. This is take, take off the clothes that you used to have on and put on a new, put on a new clothes. Sanctify, purify, consecrate yourself before the Lord. It's a consecration period. So we're going to leave it here because I feel like whatever tomb that you are in right now, you don't belong there no more. You never belonged there to begin with. Because God already bought out your freedom, bought your life. He bought it. It cost him a lot. <laughs> right? I, I, maybe that's not for me to say. Okay, but the suffering that Jesus had to grow through, even if it's God, I mean, think about if you were God in the flesh and you had to go through that humiliation. I mean, you have to have a next level of love. If at a snap of his fingers, how many angels would he have around him to just get rid of the entire human race? Plus, he could have gotten rid of the entire universe at once. But he said, I'm paying a ransom due to my, the integrity of my father. God is, has such integrity that he says, I have to stick to my word. He says, you will surely die. So he couldn't just say, okay, Adam, I love you all so much. Here's back eternal life. He had to say, no, I, I got to sacrifice something for your life. But it's going to take a while. And, and until then, you make some sacrifices. Blood, which has the essence of your life, was what used cattles. Abraham did it, right? We know Abraham did it for sure. Abraham got to a point where he almost took out his own son. But God was like, nah, we're just testing you. Just uh, psych. <laughs> so after all of those, he was like, that's still not enough. That just gets you every time that just to talk to me, you got to sacrifice something just to get to me. But now I need you to get to me all the time. I need my spirit, as he says in Joel. I need my spirit to go and and, and, the, and the women to, I need to prophesy. I need the I need the women to prophesy. I need the young men to 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 see visions. I need the old men to dream dreams, and we're, it, that's where we're at right now. So y'all have spiritual giftings that only connect into the vine that you're gonna be able to activate them. Spiritual giftings laying dormant. You got so you got so much power you don't even know. All y'all got a spiritual gift you don't even know you got it. Because you have not tapped into the creator to give you that, to give you that power where, where you're going to be able to tap in and, and, and say, whoa, I didn't even know. Everyone, guess what? You, everyone is not the hand in the body of Christ. Which means that just means that we all don't have the same gifts. But all of our gifts plays a role.
And this is the season to get out of your tomb of your past, of unworthiness, of separation from God, isolation by the devil, um, separation caused by sin. Get out of it and understand that you were washed by the blood. You were sanctified and made purified. And it starts with the process of believing that Jesus is Lord. Once you do that, then you, you, you are in the process of getting out of your tomb. First of all, he, he, would, he will back by, he, your life has already brought, been bought back. He already paid the price, but now you got to pay in faith to get what was paid for in the blood. That's all it is. God just asks you to pay in faith, not pay in sacrifices, not pay in putting food out for your ancestors. In faith, believing that Jesus is Lord and that he is the truth, the way, and the life. Once you know that, you open up, the Holy Spirit comes inside of your heart. Now you can start worshiping Him, worshiping in spirit and in truth. He raises you out of your grave. I'm telling you, some of y'all, the clarity is going to come when the Holy Spirit cleans you up. You're like, man, I got so much things to unfold. I can't go to God. God, that's why you need to go to God. Do, okay, do you wash your clothes, then go to the laundry? Oh, my clothes are clean, now I'm at the laundry. Or do you bring your dirty clothes to the laundry to wash them? So, the laundromat is the kingdom of heaven. And the washing machine is... Hmm... The washing machine is the blood of the Lamb. And what dries it up is the Holy Spirit. And guess what? Your clothes is going to be wrinkled till you're really saved and you start ironing that clothes with faith, with aligning yourself with what the Word says. Then now you could wear the clothes, you could walk around looking good, feeling good, because you done walk through the laundromat called the kingdom of heaven and the washing machine of salvation and the dryer of repentance with the ironing of switching up your character. Hello. <laughs> so you don't go to the laundromat with clean clothes and get them cleaner. You go to, you go to the laundromat with dirty clothes to get them clean. So you're like, I got a lot of dirty laundry, Ed. Well, bring him all the laundromat. God got you. He got enough. He got, he got enough. You're like, man, man, I, but I need some dishwashers. I need, I, need some, <laughs> I need some detergent. That's the word of God. I need some detergent. That's the word of God. I, I, I need something to make it smell good. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Bring your dirty laundry. Go, bring all the dirty laundry, baby. Come on, bring them. Bring them to Christ. Lay them, lay them down. So, that is my message. That is the message from the Holy Spirit today. Because I ain't ever said what I just said today like I just said it. So shout out to God for, for co-creation of this podcast. And shout out to everybody for tapping in to this episode of Ed Talks Daily. Listen, this is time. Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out.
Get up from your tomb. Get up from the tomb of your past, of your pain, of your struggle, of the uncleanness, of your sin, of your heartbreak. Get up from the tomb of depression, of suicidal thoughts, of sickness and disease, of shame and guilt and unworthiness. Get up from the tomb. Take off your grave clothes and go. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door is going to be open unto you. Ask and you will receive. But the first step is believe that Jesus is Lord. So all you got to do, if you want to restore your relationship with Jesus Christ, you got to say, or if restore, even if you never had a relationship, we're restoring from Adam. Father God, you've been my Abba from the get-go. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. I, I may have been led astray by the slimy snakes of the world, but I, I am coming home. I believe that your son died for our sins and that the only way to the kingdom of heaven is through Christ. And with that belief, enter my heart, wash me clean, forgive me of my sin, and I'm ready to walk. I'm ready to walk into the laundromat of the kingdom of heaven to be washed clean by your blood. And I confess that I'm a sinner but I know that now I am saved. Amen. Amen. And welcome back to the body of Christ, baby. <laughs> Y'all have a good and blessed day. This has been another episode of Ed Talks Daily. Go to edtalksdaily.com if you want to listen to this podcast. Once again, you can subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app. And leave a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you comment something to support what we got going on. I think a lot of people should hear this message. And you could play a role in that by just leaving a comment. Fingers ain't broke. Use them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't get mad. But support a brother. Share a video. Like the video. It doesn't take too much. You know? So go ahead and help a brother out. And help other people out. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Peace.